In this episode of The Interface, I speak with Jerry Laguerre, Regional Sales Manager for Amphenol Military and Aerospace in the Central U.S. Jerry has held a number of sales roles since joining Amphenol in 2008. We talk about what he's learned about leading his regional sales team over the past two years. We talk about being a first-generation U.S. citizen, raised by his grandparents from Haiti, and observing their genuine kindness to others, and how he brings that genuine kindness to his job every day. We talk about wanting to get into sales after college, then joining Amphenol, and creating the famous Jerry's Book. We talk about living in Houston and playing in adult sports leagues where it's okay to have lost a step. And we discuss his Desert Island album, book, and movie. This is The Interface. How are things in Houston running the central sales team these days? Well, things in Houston, first off, Chris, thanks for, thanks for having me. Sure. Um, you know, things in, uh, things in Houston running the central team have been, uh, been pretty great. You know, I've got a, uh, got a really good mix of, uh, of experience as well as youth and, uh, have learned a lot from both sides. And I think, uh, I can say things have been pretty phenomenal. Obviously, for someone who's in sales and sales leadership like yourself, it's been an interesting 20 months or so uh, having to deal with basically having right. your entire industry and how you go about working on a day-to-day basis uh, upended. And you're not new at the role you're in, but you're fairly new and and young. Um, that's, a cred- that's a compliment, by the way, Jerry. <laughs> but how has it been for you as a leader in trying to keep everyone excited and motivated and and doing a good job every day and every week and every month how has that been a challenge for you over the last you know year and a half or so yeah you know chris that's a uh that's a great question you know it 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 has been challenging um however it's also been rewarding at the same time i, I think one of the um one of the key takeaways in sales is always being always being agile and always being adaptable. Um, and it's been a collective effort, say amongst my colleagues with the other RSMs as well as uh, you know my my leadership team with the directors as well too. And we've found new ways of selling. We've had individuals who have had relationships with um, with some of their key customers for quite some time, but also from from my team alone, I've had a couple of folks who have during the whole pandemic have never seen their customer face to face and have found phenomenal ways to build relationships with them virtually over emails, over phone conversations and have found ways to be successful. So it, it's really coming down to just being adaptable, being agile and uh, finding ways that work. And we, we've tried one, one avenue and if it didn't work, then we try the next and if that doesn't work then we try the next and then we learn from those things. And overall, I mean, we've, we've been pretty, pretty successful, I would say, across the board. Of yeah, course, absolutely. with some stories in the background, too. But, yeah. <laughs> well, of course, there's always those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some we could probably talk about, some we can't, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what has been the best thing that has come out of this so far that you might not have been privy to or learned without having gone through completely changing the way that you work and you lead a team? What has been the thing that you've taken away from it? Like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. I would have never gotten this any other way. You know, some of the, some of the biggest takeaways is really not just the use of technology um, in a way, but also, also learning the value of, of having those strong relationships. You know, there's, there's times that, you know, when we're, when we're engaging with the customer, we're used to engaging in that face-to-face or 
you know, at a, at a minimal over the phone, but just showing the, um, just the strength of relationships that you've had with existing customers and finding ways to build relationships with new customers and the use of technology and, and, and going at it from, from that perspective, um, I'd say has been my, my biggest takeaway in a way. And I've seen how that has, uh, how that's materialized over the course, whether it's been my experience, team members, or some of my, uh, my newer team members. And relationships is always the biggest thing that comes up. And that's pretty obvious, right? I mean, that's what your job is really all about is developing good relationships, not to simplify this, right? But to develop really solid relationships with the people that you're trying to service and then making sure that you do your due diligence and following up and being that liaison between Amphenol and these customers, right? So the relationship that can't die during something like this, it has to be sustained and I would imagine that you feel like in an in a way you have strengthened a lot of those relationships because you have to you're in this together, right? I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 definitely fair to say. You know, as far as um so as far as my my background, so I was I was raised by my grandparents mm-hmm. and um you know, my I'm the uh first first generation here in America. Uh, my my grandparents are immigrants from Haiti and um one of the things that I've uh, I've learned from my grandparents is, you know, they were always really good at remembering folks' birthdays. They were always good at even remembering kids' birthdays. Um, and there was always those just because moments where they would send a gift. They were very active in in the church and in their communities. And you know, I remember having to go and it's so and so's communion. So yeah. we got to go do this, and I'd have to go and drive over and give something and. Um, you know, and they just did that so organically. Yeah. And those are those lessons I think that's really um, that's really instilled in me. And I've just carried that on, whether it's been my friends or my family, and that's that's translated even into my to my customers in a way too. So just remembering, of course, those details, taking care of them, servicing them, as you mentioned earlier, has it's definitely grown in that sense because I think at the time our customers needed us more than ever. Um, and to be a voice for them and also to be transparent with them and to work collectively because at the end of the day, we all had a common goal. Yeah, I want to come back to your upbringing in just a second, but I I love the point you make. And I think the the biggest thing with that is that it has to be genuine, right? It can't be forced. It it has to really come from a, a good, true, and honest place within you. And that's something it seems like you've just, you've had... Uh, based on your upbringing, your entire life with your grandparents. So something like this comes easily. It doesn't look fake or or forced or anything like that. You're genuine and honest and open with your customers, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's because at the end of the day, your work is going to speak for itself. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you, when you take that phone call at, uh, at seven o'clock at night from a customer, they're working and you're working, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and trying to take care of them if you're calling them just to give them updates on something that's important to them, then that, that speaks volumes in a way too. So, yeah. And that's, that's a lot been pretty much in the Amphenol way too, Chris, if I could say. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, I think that having that as your foundation, just for yourself, your own personal self, having that foundation is a huge benefit to, to being in sales. Being in sales is a different, that's a very different 
gig than, you know, being an engineer or being in marketing like like I've been over the years or being in operations, right? It's it's a very unique profession. Is it something that you genuinely enjoy because you get to develop those relationships? Yeah, you know, I um I, I knew from from for for quite a while that I always wanted to get into sales. Okay. I remember even um, you know, when it came down to just, you know, communication skills and things. I knew there were areas that I lacked and I even joined the uh, the drama club in, uh, in college just yeah. to kind of work on uh, those communication and public speaking skills and things. And I, I just knew I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be able to take something from zero and turn it into something. Mm -hmm. And one of the great things too about being in sales, especially within Amphenol, is that there is a, a team behind a team. And yeah. like, as you mentioned with product marketing, there's customer service, there's engineering, there's, there's a whole team of folks that, that you work with. And um, there's something really rewarding whenever you do take something from zero and it materializes and you can high five the folks and the teams at the factory and, uh, and celebrate together and, and, see, uh, and actually see your reward fulfilled. So when you get a new salesperson that enters your team, what are the first couple things that you try to instill in him or her as far as what it's like to sell for Amphenol? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when bring, bringing on a new, a new salesperson, um, I let them know that uh, they better keep their are, head on a swivel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> swivel, um, and um, you are the guide uh, right. in a sense. You, you carry the torch and, you know, we have the opportunity to uh, to sell multiple products across different divisions and that's only grown over the years and for our customers you're the guide you're the one to let them know this is what we offer but also whenever they need help you know there it's a matter of knowing where to go mm -hmm. and um how to help uh, answer their questions and get them what they need uh and then secondly of course is uh you know from a leadership perspective you know there's you know there's different types of leaders some lead from the front, some lead from the rear. And, you know, and I try to look at myself as a, uh, as almost like that team captain that, that's on the field to get them as well. And um, if you're getting muddy and dirty, I'm getting muddy and dirty with you in a sense too. So, and and that's reflective of pretty much, I would say all of, all of Amphenol, where, where you reach folks and you need help, there are those that are down there with you and staying up, answering the call or getting back to customers whenever whenever we need to get back to them as soon as possible. So, so from that perspective, yeah, I would say that's, uh, that's probably much, pretty much those, those are the top two things that I would uh, instill in those, those new folks as well. So you like to be a player coach? Player coach. Yeah. <laughs> There's a player coach out there, but I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. <laughs> being a, uh, being a, that's bad, but yeah. Oh, we can, yes. we can. That is a, uh, uh, we, we bear that burden together, Jerry, don't we? Yeah. Being Jets fans is is not an easy existence uh, if you root for an NFL team. And uh, you and I, unfortunately, uh, misery loves company. So thanks for being my teammate, buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we understand. You talked about being raised by your grandparents and being first generation. Your grandparents coming from Haiti. You grew up in Florida, right? Is that, is yeah, that right? yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So tell me a little bit about that. I mean, you don't have to get into all the details, but growing up in Florida, being first generation, what was that like for you? Yeah. So, uh, so first off, um, you know, I, I was, I was born in, uh, born in Brooklyn and, uh, 
when I was five and my grandparents retired, then they moved to Florida. Okay. So we just grew up on the, uh, just on the Southwest coast of, Fort, of, uh, of Florida, just North of Fort Myers. And, um, you know, growing up in Florida, it was a, it was a pretty small town. Um, a lot of the folks that in my town were pretty much re- retirees kind of moving from a North down to South. And, yeah. um, you know, so it was, uh, it was one of those, those types of towns, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed my time growing up. I, uh, you know, built an affinity for the beach, yeah. you know, of course, sunshine and things like that. So, and, and, you know, I've got some lifelong friends as well too. And, and, and as far as say my, uh, my upbringings, you know, my, uh, my grandparents pretty much spoke uh, French cradle at home. And um, of course, so there was that dynamic of, you know, when you step out the home, everything's uh, in English and you're in the USA. And then, and when you, when you head home, then you're, it's kind of like you're back on the Island. Really? <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, for the most part though. And then after that, you know, played, uh, you know, high school football and, and also mm-hmm. uh, track as well as even high school. You're or in the college up north. Yeah, your your grandparents being from Haiti though, do you have you been there? Yeah, I've been been many times um visiting family. Yeah. It's it's been some time though since I've uh since I've since I've been there, but I do I do go um, you know, as often as I can. So I think the last time I was there was a, was a few years ago. So yeah. when I was there. You talk about going to college. You do you run run track in college? I did. So yep. I went to uh, Bryant University. Okay. Once was Bryant College and uh, just outside of uh, Providence, Rhode Island. So what did you major uh, in that, too, by the way? So I majored, yeah, I majored in business management okay. with a minor in sociology. And uh, yeah, while I was there, I did, I did run track. I, uh, I had the high jump record for, for one season. Um, and then after that, it was, uh, it was shattered after I left. So what was, what was, was the uh, record? What did you do? So I got I I got to six four. I stopped at six six as far as the high jump record. So which was uh which is a pretty phenomenal feat for me, at least to be a record holder for a little bit. So did you go old school or did you do the Fosbury flop? Oh no, no, no. It's new it's all new school. It's all technique <laughs> now. It's not, not doing the no, no, no. <laughs> Were you kind of scissor your legs yeah. over like you the, know by the, over your yeah, chest? You gotta do the scissor with the back, you gotta arch the back, you yeah. know, but you gotta yeah. So um, but, ah, if only uh, this were a visual podcast, it'd be so much better. Yeah, no, I'm a little far removed from that. My technique <laughs> is probably going to be way off. I'm more of a three foot jumper now, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Or, or stepper, more like. Yeah, just hop over. Yeah, exactly. So, what made you go to Bryant in Providence, Rhode Island, from you know Southwest Florida? Is it just because of the opportunities at that particular school or did you want to do something different? You know, when I was actually, so after, um, after high school, I spent a couple of years at Central Florida at UCF and um, I knew I just kind of, I did want something different. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I think after my first two years at Central Florida, I really knew I wanted to study business, but also get kind of get out of the state and um, kind of explore my options. So I looked across the country and I looked at some, some, I looked at some of the best business schools um, around the country. And when I looked at New England, I had family in Boston and also I had, of course, some family in New York too. And looked at some of the top three small business schools and uh, Bryant um, kind of popped up on my radar. So after doing some research and uh, talking to uh, some of the recruiters there, also talking to the, uh, the track coach as well, saying, hey, something I'd like to get back into. It just uh, seemed like a really, really good fit. Um, and I, I had a really great experience over at Bryant. 
as well. So still got some some long life, some long term friends here as well too that I uh, of course I keep in touch with. So no, that's great, and it's in a way I'm assuming it might have helped you even find Amphenol in a you know not in a direct way, but because you got out and about and you saw different things, you get into Northeast New England, Providence. How did you eventually hook up with Amphenol? Because it wasn't soon after that, right? It's kind of a funny funny story. So I had a friend who from Florida at the time who knew our uh, our current uh, current sales direct Mark, and um, they were uh, they were visiting in New York just as a as a catch up, and yeah. and I happened to be there, and um, so we so we introduced each other, and uh, after talking to uh, talking to Mark and learning about Amphenol and the industry, and was just so fascinated by it. So towards the end of my senior year all my friends were, were getting jobs and they were going to, uh, some were going into finance, some were going into, um, you know, going to sell stocks. And, uh, and I found, uh, found Mark's card all kind of beat up and, and everything in my, uh, my, in my desk job. So I just, I gave him, I gave him a call and, um, asked, uh, what was going, if they were, uh, if I was hiring, he said, hang on a second. And after that, I, I got a phone call back. Next thing I know, I'm a few weeks later. I'm driving over from uh, just outside of Providence, the city of New York. Yeah, and uh, that's when I uh, interviewed with with Mark, and then the, uh, and of course, uh, our late GM Rick Aiken. Yes, I remember. I yeah. remember little Jerry Laguerre coming in, starting to work <laughs> at Amphenol in Sydney. I remember that. Right, right in tech support. That's yeah. right. That's right. So you did kind of like me. You did your time kind of moving around different places until in essence, until you've not so much figured out what you wanted to do when you grew up at Amphenol, but to give you a well-rounded experience of what types of things happened within a factory. So then once you went out into either product management or sales, which is what you wanted to do and did, you had a a good idea of, okay, when you call the factory, this is what they're going to go through. So it's best that I know these types of things, right? Yeah, and I think the um, you know that's one thing. Of course, I'm really grateful for was the uh, the training experience that uh, Amphenol provided me. Uh, spending time in tech support, uh, customer service, product management, shadowing uh, some of the product managers at the time, and uh, even spending time in the testing lab and just really getting my hands on connectors and seeing what problems sometimes arrive and. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of that really gave me really great exposure so that when I did go out into the field, it was uh, I had a good base as far as uh, what questions to ask or at least was familiar with uh, with some of the scenarios that I may be put in front of and who to call whenever uh, I had a question or needed help. Now, tell me about the creation of the Jerry's Guide, the Jerry's book. Oh, the Jerry's book. (laughs) I That's just remembered right. that. I remembered that about three minutes ago. I had to write it down so I didn't forget. Remember Jerry's book? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. One of our, uh, I guess you could say he was a, he was a mentor of mine too at the time, Mike Doan um, over it. And, uh, you know, and I reported to him and he's, he came to me and he said, you know, we don't really have a, a, a some sort of a guide for, uh, for, new, for new employees or folks fresh out of college as far as what we do. And um, he gave me a task to see what I could put together. And then I worked I worked with uh, him, worked with Dave Zorda, worked with a few other folks. And uh, that was actually a phenomenal exercise because it mm-hmm. gave me uh, additional exposure. But from there, I just started thinking about, okay, well, what is a connector and how can I make it simplified for the next person who comes in? And, and then, you know, it was supposed to be an Amphenol guide. 
to something and then it just started getting called yeah that's jerry's book yeah what's that book yeah, yeah jerry's working on that and then it just turned into the jerry book and then it just evolved <laughs> it just kind of evolved from there so well, I, I may make it my mission, since I still work in Sydney, bring back Jerry's book. I think it's died down a little bit over the last couple of years. So you might have okay. to update it, do a new, do Rev2. Uh, if you want to yeah. be involved, you can certainly, you know, be the editor in chief uh, if, if you'd like, and we could revive Jerry's book. Um, it was a great idea. And it, it was, I remember seeing it uh, after it was done and I was like, hey, this is, this is a really useful Kind of like just a, a 101 guide of of everything that happens in here, and yeah. it was it was exactly what was needed. And we need to we need to revive that. We need to you know, bring that back. You know. Yeah, that'd be a great idea, especially yeah. since we've grown so much. There's just so much. And there's a lot of new add, people. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're in. Uh, you live in Houston. You've been there for a few years now. When you're not working and working with the sales team and all that, what do you like to do in your free time there? One of the things, uh, there's a couple things that I've, I've done. So I've, I volunteered as a, um, as a mentor as well. There's about two mentees that I mentor here, but I'm also very, very, very active. So, uh, you know, playing in, uh, in an adult basketball league and, uh, an adult, uh, flag football league yeah. is something that keeps me busy. You know, just those, those two times a week that I can get outside of that really got into uh, mountain biking and I'm, I'm really hooked on skiing. So really definitely getting really ready. Oh yeah. Ready, ready to get out there. got some friends in, um, in Colorado and, uh, yeah, definitely going to try to make a trip out there too. Okay. I was going to say, I I've been to Houston a couple of times. I don't remember their massive ski slopes there, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing here. I mean, we got snow, we got snow last year for about a few hours, kind of shut the state down, but, um, yeah, 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 that's all we've got. So, are you finding it harder to stay up with the young kids when it comes to flag football and basketball? Like it, mm-hmm. it happens to all of us. Are you finding that yet? So Chris, you, you, when I said earlier, I'm playing an, an adult league. Okay. Okay. I get, so okay. I, I, point. Stay, I stay within my window. Okay. You know, yeah. Within my window. So um, <laughs> I know who to cover and who not to cover. Let's just leave it. <laughs> leave it at that. A, a lot of two, three zones being played. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's about fundamentals. You yes. Know? It's all about fundamentals and mid-range shots. Sure. Okay. I follow you. Yeah. And there's, you know, good thing is there's no offsides in basketball too. So if you want to cherry pick, go right ahead. Exactly. So Jerry, then if I, I'll, I'll end with this. Okay. If I put you on a desert Island, right by yourself, you get to relax, you get to chill, you get to do whatever. And I say, you could bring with you though, one album, one book and one movie. All right. We'll start with an album. What album would you bring with you on a desert island? Yeah. So I thought about this one here. Um, one of the uh, I went back and forth between two. There's a there's a Lauren Hill album unplugged um, that I really like, mm-hmm. but I had to pick. He's gonna go with Kanye West, College Dropout. Okay. Gonna be my uh, my album. So yeah. the early days. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the first Kanye, first Kanye 1.0. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of. Yeah, there's been a lot of revisions over the years. Yeah, but okay, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. How about a book? Oh, a book. My favorite book, Tuesdays with Maury. With Mitch Album, yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. With Mitch Album, exactly. I, yeah. I just heard him on a it's podcast a week ago. Yeah, he was talking okay. about that book. That's a great book and a great TV movie, too, if you ever get a chance to see it. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet, but the book, though, I think read it read it twice. So yeah, fantastic for as anyone who hasn't read it. And if you do, you know, make sure you have some tissues or something uh, available for your <clears throat> allergic reactions that you may have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, a movie. How about a movie? Uh, you know, a movie I uh, really liked. Uh, I saw it recently. It's going to say Cloud Atlas. Um, oh. A, yeah, really, really, really cool movie. Yeah. Um, the uh, I can't remember their names, but it's the the siblings that did the uh, the Matrix. Yeah, I think the Wachowskis. They, uh, Wachowski. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So really, really, really great movie. So you got to watch it twice, though. But it's. Yeah, I've never really. watched it. I've, it's a. I remember the book too. I think was, yeah. People really liked the book, but the, the warning was like it's it's complex. It's there's a lot of uh, jumping back and forth in time, and you really got to pay attention to what's going on. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the movie was the same way. So, well, Jerry, listen, I, I want to thank you for your time today uh, in doing this. Uh, I've always enjoyed spending time with you and talking to you and all that. And I'm just looking at for people who can't see this, but Jerry behind him has a a chalkboard wall, and behind and he has on there all of these different sayings that some of his friends and people he knows have come and put on there that are all positive slogans. And I think it ties in perfectly to bring this back full circle to you talking about your grandparents and how they raise you and taught you compassion and kindness and how you bring that to your job every day, Jerry. So thanks for doing this today. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chris.